This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Back to you is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. On this week's Minutia Man Celebrity Interview, we talk to a Halloween icon, Sven Rich Coase, joins us and we'll talk about all things Halloween, about his show, about how he knows Elvira, <laughs> possibly Dracula, maybe count the count, count the ways, how good the show is going to be. One, two, three. <laughs> Sounds like Jackie Mason a little bit. Hey, that was. Minutia Man Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast and Opi show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. And as we record this, it is the last podcast we will record, Steve, before Halloween and Election Day 2020. You've got a real laid-back thing going on today where uh, I like your style today. You wouldn't know what your style is. You're saying, this is the last <laughs> day. you got some uh, dramatic pauses in your in your presentation today. I it like was, that. It was unintentional. Uh, That's okay. Is that okay? <laughs> you got, got a little Joe Biden in you today. <laughs> <laughs> you mean where it's everything's right. not registering? No, no. It's just that you got a lot of, lot of dramatic pauses going on. Now, um, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling okay. I could feel better if things hadn't happened within the last, I'll say, 48 hours that are just driving me crazy, making me absolute nuts again. Because like everybody, I'm assuming like everybody else, I'm trying my best to be positive and upbeat despite um, the anxiety over the election and especially over the virus. But, so, I mean, they're both at the forefront in everybody's mind, right? Yeah, it's hard. I would imagine. It's hard to get away from it as much as I try wow. to get away from it. But, it, 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 yeah, it weighs on you. Our anxiety's high. People oh aren't sleeping. Oh, you know, it's a mess. It is just, it's consuming. Now, let me tell you what happened in the last 48 hours. You're well aware of it. But I say that because that was probably we haven't talked to each other on the phone in a couple of days. Right. right? No, we yeah. have not. No. So I'm going to start with last night. As we speak right now, last night, the World Series ended because the Dodgers won the World Series. Right. Right. I'm assuming that millions of people were drawn to it. If you had any interest in baseball or sports last night that was probably the only thing going on and if you were a baseball fan you knew the prospects of it ending were high because the Dodgers were I mean this is their year right yeah and you know yeah. the Dodgers being in it you know they're a bigger draw than if it had been Atlanta and Tampa yes. Bay so yeah and they go on and they win the World Series now the thing that's just blown me away is what happened in the seventh inning when they pull Justin Turner, one of their big-time stars on that team, he leaves and goes back into some side doctor's office because it's discovered that he has the virus. Yep. First of all, first of all, how, how does that happen? How, how do you play seven innings and then realize a guy has the virus? He's already played... The majority of the game, he's been on the bench. He's been interacting with all his players. He's been out on the field and other 
the opposing team has drifted by him, you know, as he as he plays the game. Uh, suddenly, he's got the virus, and it lo- and you would think, okay, uh, that's it. He goes and isolates himself. What makes me crazy is that he was allowed to come back after the game, interact with all of these players, hugging and rejoicing and and celebrating. Uh, has a mask on, but there's some evidence that he took his mask down at times. But uh, he's uh, in the team photo with the trophy. It, it's like business as usual. And that just blows me away that with all of these people watching this game and finding out later, uh, you know, I'm, I didn't know as, he, as the game was played that he had the virus. You weren't aware of that either, were you? No. When he came out of the game, uh, whoever batted for him in the, in the ninth, they're in the yeah bottom of the eighth inning. Whoever batted uh, Joe Buck, I think, said, uh, you know, this is Justin Turner's slot. He's he's not in the game, um, and we don't know why. They don't know what happened, so they didn't announce it at that time. Yeah. I found it. I found out on Twitter that it had happened. But um, so you're right. He disappears and then comes back out and he celebrates. Well, here's the thing about it. Uh, it, no, everybody's unaware of it last night. But then you find out after the fact how they treated the knowledge of him having the virus, as if uh, okay, it's it's not that big a deal. Uh, let the man go back out, celebrate, hang around with the virus being positive. That is the last thing you want reinforced out in the world. This casual nature of of dealing with this virus. It's bad enough that you've got the supposed leader of our nation, COVID, 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 as if it's not a big deal. Right. And he's, he's constantly giving the impression that you shouldn't worry about it as much as we seem to be worried about it. And, now, and then you get this optic of this guy going out and you find out, well, it was casually treated that way. What is that saying to everybody? Well, it almost I mean, it's, it almost says that um, hey, we made it through the World Series. The World Series uh, of baseball season's over, so we don't have to worry about whether everybody gets it or not, or whether you spread it or uh, not. So it, it was bad for uh, Justin Turner. It was a you know I hey, you understand the Dodgers have been trying to knock down the door and win the World Series for they've won their division eight consecutive years. You understand the sentiment of wanting to celebrate with your teammates, but you know what? Wait and do it behind closed doors or. You know, I it's just unbelievable that the the man is allowed to be around anybody. I know. I mean, as soon as that's known now, you I I don't know how this is going to play out as the week continues and and what they're going to finally say. And, you know, they're they're supposedly were the whole team now was isolated last night from leaving and going back to L.A. is what I thought I heard. Really? Wow. Quarantine until they know. Wow. Uh, what does that say to the other team? What does that say? I mean, that just sort of reinforces the I whole know. nature of casually sloughing this thing off. And what upsets me is that here's another message out there that, well, you know, it's not that big a deal. I know. And, and then and, then and you- you're trying to you're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to protect yourself by wearing a mask and keeping sanitized and staying away from people as best you can. And now you have this 
hugely watch spectacle in this way and sort of reinforces all the negativity associated with with uh, virus protection. It's like another slap in the face of science. I know. I mean, we we've talked about it. It it is not that hard to wear a mask. And if people would just and like like we said before on the podcast, we don't get preachy or anything. But it's not being preachy. It's just. It, to me, it's just common sense. If 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 we were all responsible, or the majority of us were as responsible as we can be, and buckled down for a month or what have you, you know, we could knock this thing just, in the wrong in the in the right direction. It just saddens me that it continually is not obeyed, and people are just reinforcing uh, all of the things you shouldn't do. And I said the last 48 hours or so, that's well, that's a huge part of the story. Before that, you had the president in Wisconsin giving his uh, COVID, COVID, COVID. Everybody's saying about COVID. It's not that big a deal. Look at me. I'm a Superman. Look at the, oh, yeah, I like masks, but eh, they're not that necessary. He's in Wisconsin with that message. And then you realize that the pride and joy of Wisconsin their Wisconsin Badgers football team has a dozen people now come down with the virus. Yeah. From and the coach to, to, to players, and I'm assuming other people on that staff to make up that dozen or so. Uh, how, how can you be so cavalier about all of this when there's evidence all around you that this is serious business? And you've got to really take this thing. Of course, everybody doesn't die from it, but a lot of people get very sick, and a lot of folks are affected in ways that change their lives forever, maybe, because we just don't know what the long-term effects of it are. But you just keep getting these reinforcements of it not being a big deal when the, everything around you is falling apart. Yeah, he's in Wisconsin when he does this COVID, COVID, COVID. Um, he's so juvenile. It's, and, you it's know, it's just ignorance. Unbelievable. It's ignorance and arrogance. I mean, well, he's just, not the smartest it, guy in the world. We, we know that. And even if anybody, you know, listening supports him and likes him, I mean, they even know. I mean, they've heard him talk. They know he's not smart. They know he doesn't listen to anybody. So you're in Wisconsin where this virus is raging and... COVID, 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 rounding the turn, rounding the curve, rounding the curve. Yeah. And that's all Joe will yeah. talk about is rounding. Oh, boy. Well, so the, and the, the thing is God. that you keep, you keep hearing the, the wrong message. And how many people are going to continue to not do what they ought to do? It slows everything down. The thought of going through another season, like the winter, or possibly next spring, or even next summer, with this thing not nailed down, is so depressing. Yeah, it is. Because I, I, hey, I'm counting. You know how I've been. I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm counting on 2021 that well, we're going to get back to some sense of normalcy. And I want to travel. Help it. And it doesn't help it when all of these, uh, all the things that you see in. And a lot of the messages that you hear are fighting against that. Yeah. Well, no, it doesn't. There's no there's no doubt. But, um, you know, I mean, anyway, everybody, everybody yeah. is does have 
you know, COVID fatigue, even if you're wearing a mask and you're you're trying to do your part and be responsible, everybody has COVID fatigue and wants to get away from it. There and there, I am talking about. That doesn't it for 10 mean minutes, that you but, stop, but that doesn't mean you, you stop doing what you right, need to do. Right. I and agree. I'm afraid that 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 message keeps coming over and over again. Uh, and it works against the timing of all this and trying to get over it and and hoping that there's a vaccine. That, that I, I'm at a point now where the, I guess the vaccine, whenever that gets here, is the only way out of it because people will just not cooperate. Yeah, they yeah. will just not do it. And And the messages you hear from people that you look up to aren't giving you the right message. I'm talking about all the folks who who look at the images and and, and uh, in their minds, they decide to do the opposite of what the science is telling yeah. us to do. Um, I'll hitch my wagon to Tony Fauci and listen to what he says all the time. Um, but so, other than that, other than that. Other than that, everything's good. Everything's, everything's, everything's good. good. COVID, everything's COVID, COVID. Fine. I just wanted to react to that because. Uh, that's that's made my mood sour again after I was trying to think of ways to be positive when things like that happen over and over again. It just angers me, upsets me, uh, makes me so depressed and anxious at times. It, it, it just it's a hopeless feeling, but I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. Not, not several days before Halloween. Now, Halloween has never been. One of my favorite holidays. Really? You know, even no. Not as a I kid. I don't know what. Not even look. My free idea candy, of, free treats. Look, my idea of Halloween was put a, some kind of mask on, get a sack, and get the candy and go home. I never yeah. really liked the dressing up part of it. I didn't either, but I wanted the candy, so I liked the holiday. Yeah, but I, I was never one who was uh, really. I, I, it could come and go fast, and I was all right with it. I never looked forward to it like it was a huge day because you had, you know, not long after that, you had Thanksgiving and Christmas coming with the real, yeah. you know, candy and dessert stuff coming up and the pressure to have the right costume and all that. I just, it just never appealed to me. I have never gone to a costume party. Oh, I've I haven't invited. either. You mean like as an adult? <laughs> yeah, I've been invited. I don't know, at least a half dozen times. Hey, there's nothing wrong. If somebody wants to do it, God bless you, do it. But I don't get it. I don't get it. I just have not been one to like to dress up like that and, and be in character. Or, uh, right. Dress night. up as, uh, you know, Iron Man and go to a cocktail party. Come on. <laughs> no, no. Come on, man. But I understand, I understand it if you, if you do like it, but it just was never my thing. And now this year, uh, because of the pandemic, there still will be trick-or-treaters as i understand it in many communities some maybe have said no but many have said yes we we will allow it and around here where i live the hours will be from three until seven that kids can trick-or-treat yeah now my wife has a plan that i think will not work at all mine has one too so let's hear them my, I thought that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. To have a plan? The, her plan in particular. <laughs> okay. And others, I think, probably have this, have adopted this plan even before this year. She wants to put the big bucket outside, you know, the hull, maybe a half a pumpkin, and you just put candy in it. 
but keep it outdoors with a note. And the note says, please take, take one. one. <laughs> and, and I keep thinking that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Please take one. You will be lucky if the whole bucket isn't gone after the first kid arrives. Yeah, if I come around, it will be. <laughs> yes. And I'll say Howard took that bucket. I know he did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and what was it? What would my costume be? I think you would come around as, as... Justin Turner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you would. Because yeah, uh, only thing different is you'd, you'd keep your mask off for the whole thing. <laughs> I, uh, you'd, you'd come up looking like a baseball player with the virus. I don't know what. Uh, uh, I, I, bottom line is, I don't think that that is going to work at all. Yeah, well, my she, wife... She's sticking to it, though. Well, it's a, it's a it sounds good on paper, but uh, taking one is, yeah. a, is, a, is a problem. But my wife came up with a similar thing. She took the candy, and she cut out little, from like a hefty bag, little white things, and made a little ghost out of it, and tucked it into that, and tied it, and is going to put them all in a big box. Uh, I don't know if she's going to put the signage out there, please take one. Uh, but she's assuming that that uh, folks will will just take one or two and and move on. Well, you, you, she'll she'll hide behind like a tree or a bush, and if she sees them take more than one, she'll get out and yell at them. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! That's not part of her. Is her? Is that part of her plan? No, no. It sounds no, good though. Her, our part of the plan here is just to get that big bucket and put the candy in it. And then close the door. And you'll never have to open the door until the end of the night when you retrieve your bucket. Now, your candy, uh, did you buy, I mean, do you have some reserves set aside that you've already been eating? Yeah, I don't think we bought any yet. We oh. bought it yet. Oh, they're but out. We will make that. Well, that's what I keep saying. But, but my wife says, oh, no, 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 every year. Uh, she waits till the morning of Halloween and gets Oh, me. really? Why? Yeah. And, and has never so had you a don't problem. eat it? So you don't yeah, eat so, it. So, so it's not gone. And I think um, she never has a problem with it. I think the right kind of candy to leave are the miniature yeah. uh, things like um, miniature Hershey's with almonds or yeah. Hershey bars or Mr. Good bar. Those, But they have the bite size. Right. Now, if... And if you toss a lot of those in a bucket, do you think somebody's going to just take one? Not well, especially not if they're sample size. Like in the in the little ghost thing that my wife did, I know the one thing she has is miniature M and M's bags, and yes. she probably put like two of the samples or three of the sample ones in there. Do you know what kind so you're going to buy? Her plan, her plan is not to open the door. Uh, the door that, might be open. Okay, we might look out. Can see the kids, but you uh, you don't want to interact with them, or do you? Well, I don't want them coming up to the door and ringing the doorbell. That's the that's the point of putting it well, out. See, I, I I have never liked that part of it as an adult. I've always hated going to the door on Halloween because as soon as you give some candy out and you sit down and uh, you're resting again, it's ding dong, and then you got to go back yeah. and open the door. Or I, and I just don't like the giving out the candy for it. I don't mind being generous. But I don't like it's like work for about two or three hours answering a door. Yeah. And then handing out stuff. And then invariably what happens 
is that you'll have some like 42 year old guy trick or treat that's all dressed up <laughs> and you tell yeah. hey it's for the kids yes. asshole well that's why i don't open the door period any year for halloween after that sun goes down i'm done with it are you i mean like maybe maybe an hour maybe. later yeah i'm not i'm not handing out trick-or-treat stuff at 10 o'clock at night no no i'm no. not either no, Freddy Krueger, the real one, is there. Yeah. by that hour. Back to the back to the candy thing again. Can you, when you were a kid, I mean, candy has changed a lot. There are a lot of different brands yeah. and kinds now. In fact, I read. Do you know what the most, the biggest selling or the the favorite Halloween candy is in the state of Illinois? Well, I don't think you'll get my, this one. But my favorite is always. I'm going to name my favorite candy. And I usually only like it around this time of year. Are those little uh, candy corns? Oh, I love candy corn it? too. A lot of people yeah. hate them. But the favorite one in Illinois, believe it or not, is supposedly Sour Patch Kids. Oh yeah, I can understand that. But I, I yeah, I love those too. Uh, you can be sick as a dog after a night of Sour Patch oh, Kids. Oh, you, you can. Um, my favorite wow. candy right now. Of course, I like all kinds of chocolate, but it would probably be Skittles. Yeah. No, I'd go more hardcore than that. Give me some, uh, uh, like a payday or uh, a, not a sample size. And I don't <laughs> want a sample size Milky Way. Give me a whole king size Milky Way. Or a three musketeers. Uh, uh, you yeah, haven't but hit but, the real golden one yet. The, what, the Snickers? One. No. Um, it's an I, obvious I get one. Into, I could get into a candy apple, but not the red ones, the kind with the nuts and the caramel. Yeah. Those, that's my favorite. Um, Reese's. Oh, sure. Peanut butter cows. Those are phenomenal. Yeah. That can yeah. get you but, sick, too. But by the time the night is ended, if you're a kid and you've got a, a half a sack full of Reese's, they're smashed. <laughs> <laughs> and... and uh, and it's just they just look nasty by the time you open the pack up because they're flattened, flat, and you got three flat, chocolatey peanut butter looking things. And that's all right. You just uh, open them up and and dig and lick lick into the paper and get it peel it off there, and it's still good. But, but you know a, when you eat those, it. like that's uh, what I do in the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> before before I even with go your to dinner. It. Yes. Um, if you eat them like potato chips, though, which you can, Reese's, I mean, yeah. man, you can be feeling bad at the end of the night. Um, I don't know that Skittles were around when I was a kid. Or is that a newer brand? I would think so. I would think that there, that was a later thing to come along. Yeah. you I know, don't, I don't know. I can't say for sure, but I would think not. You know what you don't see anymore? And this was the case when I was a kid. And you can't do it because you get sued, but like homemade candy. Did you have anybody in the neighborhood that made, <laughs> made well, the stuff the up? Days, those were the days, sure, where unwrapped stuff just yes, thrown in, yes. your, in your bag. Yes. Uh, but, my, but my mother was always conscious of that. Okay, before you eat anything, let's spread it out and look. Right. Because there would be horrible stories you'd hear about apples. People used to love to hand out apples, but yeah. you don't want apples with anything in the apple pins you or know. razor blades yes or, yeah. yes yes so i was wise enough to not ever eat some things i wasn't going to eat apples that were thrown in my bag 
Anyway, that was too close to being wholesome. It, right. I wasn't looking. I wasn't looking for fruits and vegetables. There was a. I was gone. Lady down the street from us that uh, made popcorn balls. You ever had popcorn uh, balls? Yeah, but I'm not going to eat. <laughs> it's hard to get I'm rid of. Gonna eat, I'm not going to eat the lady down the street's popcorn balls. So. <laughs> Thrown in there with a couple of apples. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Oh. And I could judge. If I if somebody opened the door when I was a kid and they didn't look half drunk, don't ever accept candy from the man opens the door and he's half drunk. <laughs> it is boxers. I don't. I don't eat any of that candy coming from uh, any half drunk source. Right. Any. I, I would size up. I would size up who the person was that opened the door would let me know uh, my chances of getting sick later on that night. Yeah, and I think when you went to the door, knowing the neighbors, if you're in your own neighborhood, <laughs> you knew which guys were going to be half drunk at the door anyway. <laughs> which would be lots of them. Yes. My next door neighbor, he... Well, I understand, because that's the way I'm answering the door, half drunk. Yeah, in your box. it's a hassle. It's a hassle. Mm-hmm. It is, but you're going to have your stuff in a bucket out by the sidewalk, so you're going to be okay. Yeah. In your boxers. Now, that which reminds me of something else that I saw recently. That I can't. Uh, it, it, another thing that just mystifies me: how it happens over and over again, and people don't get it. Have you seen the latest Borat movie? I have not. Uh, I may watch it tonight. I don't understand how, in this day and age, people are still fooled by that man. I would think the whole world has at least seen the picture of Borat and know that this guy is not real when he shows up and starts talking in that accent yeah. uh, and his and the, what he knows and doesn't seem to know. But, but people are fooled over and over again by Borat. And it just amazes me, including Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, Rudy. <laughs> wait, do you, wait do you see that part of Rudy. it. Rudy, oh, I it's know. Just, I, <laughs> I didn't want to watch, you... watch it online, but it was, it was out there. But uh, I'm going to watch the movie tonight. But Rudy, come on. You know, <laughs> Rudy, he's, I, I don't know what to say about Rudy. Remember when he was America's mayor after sure. 9-11? And then since yeah. then, it's been a slow steady decline some people said after the borat borat movie oh man that's terrible he's going to ruin his reputation <laughs> what <laughs> reputation you know he started off Rudy. as a hot shot he was a hot shot young attorney yeah uh, you know who who uh helped bust the mob in new york yeah i mean that was his big first claim to fame i know was getting rid of the uh the, the mob in the East Coast and the New York mob. Yeah, and then but, he was but uh, America's somebody, mayor. I mean, but you would think, <laughs> but you would think, when you're sitting down uh, with anybody and they're asking you whacked out questions, and yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just crazy. In this, in the film, though, he's not interviewed by Borat, but it's supposedly his daughter right. that is interviewing Julia. Yeah. But but I do you think you could be easily fooled by somebody I mean, wouldn't you know pretty quickly if something's legit or not? Yeah, I would know I would know immediately. The other the, the first the first thing is is that I'm not going to agree to an interview uh, with a young lady like that in a room by myself. 
in a hotel suite, and then he agrees to go into the next room after they were done yes. to have cocktails yes. with her. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's just... Come on. Just reckless and, and odd. And it's this guy... A, you would think and, that he would know better. And back to the supposed commander-in-chief, this guy does the president's debate prep. Rudy. Sure. Uh, well, that explains things. It, <laughs> it does. Now it's, now it's all making sense somehow. It does. Hey, Steve, if you like Back to You, then check out some of the other fine programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, like the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, with our friends Mark Vernon and Lou Costable. And they do their work, man. Not only, I mean, they do... They do what they say they do. I, Lou went out there to Arizona and found a Carmen Ghia because he knew that I like Carmen Ghias. Yeah, I know he did. And and he also went out there. I just jokingly asked that anybody driven a car with the steering wheel on the right side of the car, on the right-hand side. And he went out and found one of those and was driving it. He did. I hope he drove so, it on the right side of the road, the correct side of the road, but uh, I'm sure he well, did. Yeah, but the, that just lets you know that they know what they're talking about. And they'll find, if there's a car on your mind, they'll find it. They I'm will. I'm very impressed by that. Well, I mean, their passion comes through, but they, they have talked about so many, yeah. you know, topics that you can use if you're if you're going to trade in your car or how you negotiate or you know buy well, it and then and then classic cars so uh i love their podcast yeah they're saying right now and you know what yeah steve really knows his candy <laughs> they may be saying that yeah 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 i would imagine so you know but, what uh, yeah yes go ahead we'll be right back what yes I'm Kimmy. I'm Tommy. And I'm Sam. And on this week's episode of And Friends, we single-handedly reformed the state of Yugoslavia. Could be all that and more on And Friends. Listen to And Friends on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. We'll talk about the teams that are doing surprisingly well. And one particular team that I pick for the top six. Are they for real or not? You'll find out. Listen to Free Kicks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. We are back. This is Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Hey, I read something online recently. Warren Buffett, I think he might be like the sixth richest person in the world or something. You know, billionaire many times over. He, he and this is... You know, it's going to be tough for you to guess, but he said that there's one bad habit that young people should break before they get older and they're set in their ways. Uh, No matter what kind of business they're going into, this is a bad habit when young people Mm. or people in general are talking to others. Do you have any idea Mm. what that would be? Yes. Uh, eating too many Baby Ruth candy bars. <laughs> During a job interview. <laughs> During a job interview. And belching. Oh, so is this, does this, now you said job interviews. Does it have to do with job interviewing? Uh, 
Yeah, for it, a job. it could, but it also now would say be... say it again. It's the one mistake. What was That, that, that young again, people how? should knock off, uh, whether it be in a job interview, whether it be once you get the job, but when you're you're in a meeting with a bunch of your peers or you're, you're doing a presentation with a client or a sales pitch or anything. It's a habit that people have. What would that be? Yes. Vaping. <laughs> put it put it down and just wait another hour and then go outside the building and do it. Yeah. No, I'm right trying to up. think of what that could be. One mistake that they is it um mm, talking I would think it's talking too much about yourself and not enough about the uh the industry or your you're looking for advancement in or the firm that's got you there in the chair. Well, I think that Warren Buffett would, would recommend that you, you know, don't go down that road, but it's close to that. He calls it intellectual arrogance. And it's the need to show people that you're way smarter than you really are. And you, you've met all kinds of people like that when you're in a meeting and they, they just want to sit there and, you know, show off and, and you know, they're, you know they're not that yeah. smart, and you know what they're saying is BS. Hey, I hate to go back to it again, but you know who's perfectly guilty of that? I hope you're not going to say me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, uh, I've never well, sounded that with the president. Yeah, sure. You know, he, he always yeah. likes and, and as soon as he opens his mouth, you know he's not smart. But well, I've had sir. people show off in meetings and they're they're using if they're in, let's say, the marketing world, which I worked in uh, for a few years. So they're using terms or or trying to sound like they they know more about it than they really do. That's also called peacocking, where you act where you're a peacock and you're throwing that plume out there and you're showing off walking around and people can see right through it. So that's pretty good advice from a billionaire. Boy, peacocks with mashed potatoes and string beans are good around. Yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Hall uh, Thanksgiving time, not Halloween. <laughs> roasted, roasted peacock. Look, um, yeah, I would imagine that that's so. Uh, trying to appear and be the smartest person in the room. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes it happens. I mean, I'm, I'm the smartest person in this room right now. Well, how many are in that room? Just me. <laughs> <laughs> you and I not in the same room. Um, yeah, uh, the saying is, if if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> yes, you always you want to surround yourself yeah. with people that are smarter than you are if you're in business. And especially, I think, if you're in politics, if you're the governor, you want all the best and smartest people in every field around you. Well, whenever I, I was really aware of that uh, throughout a lot of my work life. I always wanted to surround my, when we had a, uh, a weather staff, for instance, in the, in the newsroom, yeah. I always wanted, I always wanted to be able to have smart people around me that I could delegate things to and know that, that they could get it done. And it also makes them want to work harder and because their work's going to be noticed. You know, whether it was someone who was a graphic artist who would be drawing some of the things I needed, I would I would leave it up to them to present it to me, what whatever's on their mind, instead of me dictating that or asking for advice. I think if you've got somebody smart working with you, 
the, the one of the best things you got going for you is taking their advice or back and forth with it. Sure. I, I believe very much in delegating. Well, yeah, because uh, a couple of things. I mean, delegation, when you delegate, it, it makes it easier on you. You don't have to do it. And if they're really good at what they do, they're going to make you look good. I think you hit the bottom line, so I wouldn't have to do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what that proves? Well, I was pretty smart. Yes. <laughs> it all comes around. Hey, we've talked. I would talk... come in like uh, John Lovitz. Remember John Lovitz? Sure I do. Yes. I'd come in and I'd go, what's going on today, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> and then, Let's see. Uh, who can I delegate this to? Who drew that cold front? That will never do. <laughs> no, I, uh, uh, so, sure. I like uh, having smart uh, minds around me. So you can mine those mines. That's why you do this podcast with me is what you're getting at. Well, I'm not pushing it. <laughs> I'm not going to go overboard. You set the moment. bar. You set the bar low. <laughs> um, hey, we've talked about how we love the Showtime series, The Comedy Store, because we like stand-up comics. And yes. I watched the most recent episode, and a lot of it was Joe Rogan and... He has the Joe Rogan Experience, one of the most popular podcasts in the country. As it turns out, every comedian, every young comedian, they talked about it. They all have podcasts now because that's how they get their get their work out there. I think we're at the point in the country now that people that don't have a podcast are in the minority. Yeah, because there are 758 million podcasts. Yes. So how, does, how did this one end up st- becoming so wildly successful and standing out out of all of them well, you know what happened what happened oh i thought you had an answer no <laughs> no no oh. i'm amazed there you go delegating again yes delegating, delegating lines me. to you yeah i uh i don't know i think it's just uh, that people know that um, there's so many ways to get information or to think about things i don't know what we've inspired people to think about today <laughs> Whether to leave the bucket out there with candy in a, in a note. Yeah, they can take but, your wife's plan on how to do the Halloween distribution. Or or take my point of view that it won't work. Now, do I have an alternative to that? I don't. My alternative to that is to turn all the lights off and pretend you're not home. Yeah. And you know what it used to happen in the old days in my neighborhood, yeah. don't you? Uh, what was that? You didn't do that. You'd get your house egged or something. Or toilet oh, paper. If, d- if you didn't, if you didn't come if you didn't, through, with yeah, the you didn't. Yeah, that was not a good thing. You wanted to be home. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think you're right about that. But I don't remember too many uh, incidents of that happening because uh, where I grew up, man, parents were coming out. You'd have a fist fight in the street, TP in somebody's house. Right. Did you ever do it? it? Did you ever do it? No. TP. I never. Uh, never did that. Yeah, um, but it does remind me. I, there were one, I, I had a horrible Halloween night as a teenager one night. And uh, there were about three. See, when you get to an age where you're too old to be out in the street on Halloween night because it doesn't lead to anything good. If you're not eight years old with a sack and maybe your parents behind you standing as you go up to the door. Right. There's no other reason to be out. No. If you're like uh, 16, 17, 
uh, roaming the streets, uh, it's not it's not a good idea. You're you're either looking for trouble or it's going to find you. <laughs> trouble will find the yeah. goblins will get you. Yeah, they will. You watch out. They will. But uh, no, I just remember we were roaming and roaming around, and we roamed up to a couple blocks away, and we saw this guy coming out of a bar, and uh, he threw up in the hedges. Oh. And one of the guys in my group of friends laughed and said, too much to okay, huh? And we all laughed. <laughs> and the guy staggered back into the bar, and we walked. I don't know. We were just still roaming the streets and walked about a half block away. Uh-huh. And this car comes screeching down right along where we were. And a guy jumps out. The driver jumps out. And another guy jumps out of the passenger seat. Too much to okay, huh? Uh. And it looked like a knife glistened in one of their hands. <laughs> you oh. know, like a blade. Like, yes. You can hear it like... Uh, and I and we ran in different directions, fleeing from uh, too much Halloween night mischief. Yeah, and and the and the car sped off. About three of us ran in one direction, and one in a group ran the other way. And he ran down the street in the direction the car was facing, oh. which was a bad thing. If you're going to run, you don't run. You ever, you've seen those commercials where the the teenagers are making all the wrong moves, yeah, and they and they decide let's go hide in the cemetery, yeah, or they'll go like let's go where the axes are. They're not you're not making quick good decisions. So we're in a you don't run in the direction that the car is headed. No, you know what that reminds me of is like a I, National Geographic show where the lion is chasing the the gazelle or the deer, yeah. and one of them makes a wrong move and runs the wrong way back into the lion. Well, or well trips. this guy don't this trip. Guy, don't trip. He ran in the direction that the car was going. While we ran in the other direction, and we and the car sped off as he was running down the sidewalk, and. Uh, we turned the corner hiding and we came back out and went, oh, my goodness. It was quiet as a baby's breath. <laughs> and we just knew he was caught and who knows what was happening to him. And now we had to go explain it to his parents what happened. Yeah. And uh, we were trying to figure out how are we going to tell his mama and daddy what went on here in the street. And a uh, half hour went by, 40 minutes had gone by. I hadn't heard anything from him. The car was gone. And we reluctantly go up and ring the doorbell. And we say, you know, I was so sorry, but I've got to tell you about Al. <laughs> and his father said, Al. I said, yes, we, we got into some trouble. And I think Al got caught. And maybe we should check hospitals. He said, Al's in the kitchen. <laughs> we said, what? And we looked through the house, and you could see Al in the kitchen waving. And his father said, he half broke the kitchen back door down getting in the house. <laughs> he had got, got through an alley and around. Yeah. It got into his house. And uh, we were the ones in more danger than Al that we were. Yeah. We were Al knew about. what he was doing, but as it turns out. Don't roam the streets on Halloween. Remember, there used to be an official mischief night. Yeah, right. 
I guess there's for still the bad stuff. Night, for the bad stuff. <laughs> we, all that kind of adventure should have happened the night before, but we waited till Halloween night to get in that trouble. Yeah, isn't it? And it's amazing when you have some adrenaline when you were a kid and you got in a little bit of trouble, how fast you could run. Well, the thing is, <laughs> we like turned Bob this Hayes. corner. I never. Look, we turned this corner. I mentioned that three of us ran in the other direction. And we turned and we caught ourselves hiding. And, and we hid in a, in a doorway where we thought we were safe. And it was a commercial area where there were other stores around. And we realized, I looked, I looked and realized that we hid in a doorway that had nothing but mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> so we could see each other and the whole world could see where we were we weren't hiding at all we were on full display with lights on us hiding in front of a mirror that's why we get back to the thing earlier then you were you were never the smartest <laughs> kid in the room or kids <laughs> it depends on the right. room yeah who's the smartest guy in all these mirrors well, they're not. None, yeah, of not, none of us. Hey, we'd like to thank our executive producer, Tony Lozano of com, And we'd like to thank Ed Silha of Radio Misfits Network. Uh, Ed, uh, Radio Misfits, by the way, celebrating its sixth anniversary in the month of October. So thanks to Ed, who distributes, distributes back to you. Come up with a plan for how you're going to distribute your candy don't get into any mischief or mischief night or Halloween night. If you're over the age of, let's say, 12, just stay inside and relax and uh, and call it a night. Don't go outside. There's nothing out there for you that's any good. And don't yell at any vomiting men uh, <laughs> too much tokay because that will not turn out right when they go back in the bar. Uh, so that takes care of Halloween. And we will, we do want to uh, remind folks, as you started off this podcast, of how uh, jumpy we are about election night coming up. Got to vote. Have to vote. A lot of folks are going to run into obstacles with the lines being too long or, you know, being um, diverted away from, from Harassed. voting. Harassed. Harassed. Yeah. I mean, all of those things have the potential of happening. You know, we just pray that folks will be left alone enough to be able to vote their minds. Yeah, vote wisely. And, I voted already, yeah, didn't you? I did, too. I dropped it off. I, didn't mail it, dropped it off in the box. Yeah, I dropped it off, too. So and, uh, that's all done. And had my little vote. I, I voted thing. Yeah. I still have that line. You were out around the house. All right, go get some candy. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. All right. All right. Uh, save what you get. Don't eat any apples. And none of uh, Mrs. Wilson's popcorn balls. <laughs> oh, or you wind up with popcorn balls. <laughs> I'll talk to you. Thanks for listening. All right. See ya on the next episode. Bye. This OFI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. 
Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, you won't believe how Chevy shipped their Vegas on the train. Plus, we take a look at some great American station wagons. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, and OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. If you missed Lausano Lo- Lo- or La- Los Lausano and friends, here's what you missed. I'm Rokan. Do you like to talk about <laughs> politics? I actually don't. Politics, the problem is I'm, I have no problem discussing politics. I just don't like uh, discussing it from that left-right paradigm the way that, that talk radio does it. Right. You know, where most of the, either, you know, the hosts are either, you know, very far to the right or very far to the left. Right. You know, most of them are very far to the right. And I grew up in this business, so I know what the trick is. And this is before talk radio was actually a political force in the 1980s. Yeah. I would say that two-thirds of the conservative talk shows in America don't believe anything that they're saying. Yeah. They're doing it solely to agitate so they can get phone calls. Right. There's a couple of things that worry me about the future. I'm, I, this is, I'm getting to be an old man because it's like, I, all of a sudden, you know, back in my day, we didn't have <laughs> Armenian girls having sex with black guys. You know, I'm like, what? <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And this is not against, you know, the uh, Republicans or conservative philosophy, because I, I happen to vote Republican more than I do Democrat, but I, I vote for both. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a centrist. I could yeah. see both sides, and I decide who's who's got the better idea at that moment right. that I think is going to be better for the future. It's not always the same thing. It's not always right. some sort of dogma. The left dogma doesn't make any sense to me, and no. most of the right stuff doesn't make any right. sense to me. Well, I've always said MSNBC and Fox News, neither of them are news channels. They're no, entertainment no, no. Channels. Oh, and it's that's, all entertainment. But people perceive it because they put the labeled news on it and presented like news. Right. And it's like, no, it's just talking points. The Federal Trade Commission mm-hmm. should do something about that. It is completely entertaining. And I've worked in cable news. Yeah. And I use that term loosely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I worked with Glenn Beck. I know. You think God. that Glenn Beck oh my gosh. has any... I was his fill-in when he was at CNN. Yeah. To bring this around full circle, he was a morning DJ in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Glenn yeah. is a showman. I mean, he's he, he didn't get in this for the right. politics of it. Right, right. Yeah. I think Rush truly believes what he says. Really? I do. I yeah. always thought of him as more of an entertainer uh-uh. than anything. No, wow. I think he really believes it. Mm. And he's very he's entertaining at doing it. He's yeah. very entertaining at doing and it. And he could do it without calls. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's yeah. the point. Yeah, that's what very I'm few guys can do that. Right. There's everybody in conservative talk radio has a first and last name. That's like the same thing. Hugh Hewitt <laughs> and uh, like Lou Lewis. And there's guys, I mean, there, literally, there are guys that, yeah. you know, Tom Thompson. It's like, really? <laughs> you think we're that stupid that we can't remember your name? Did you have the name of yourself twice? <laughs> Assholes. Radio Misfits. Get more. Lausano and Friends. Lausano. Now on Lausano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lausano or whatever it's called. Is this over? Yes.